1: Did I stop on
0: your mom? Now on, you do as I tell you. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Caring, a critical geek culture podcast, where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica, and with me today is my lovely, amazing, glorious, and very summerly dressed, even though I'm not sure that it's very warm in Northern Ireland. Co-host Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Monica. How it's are you not doing? Summer
1: here. It was warm today, and it's hot in the house. But it's okay. uh, it's not definitely not
0: summer. So the it's, heating it's works also at snowed least. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck snow. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> snow. <laughs> Honestly, I had snow again too today. And it's interesting because you always get like pictures from other people in other countries where they're like having super a lot of snow. And then the last two days we got like snow pictures from Norway and pictures from the Netherlands where it was snowing. I was like, we're fine. There is no snow here. Send picture of a green outside with trees. And yeah, today it was like, fuck you. Karma is a bitch. Here you go. There you have snow. So yep. walking in an April wonderland. <laughs> Annoying. I mean, yeah. it's not even staying here. It's just cold and annoying. Yeah, and I was agreed. so ready to put my garden um, furniture out or the balcony furniture out already. That's not happening. No, nope. it's not happening. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, but how's it going? <laughs> otherwise, nothing Nothing going on over here except the shit weather. And as as a, as the resident Austrian, I like to talk about shit weather.
1: <laughs> oh, well, as the resident Northern Irelander. Northern
0: irisher irisher <laughs> we also like to talk about shit weather i mean you always also have shit weather or like often
1: yeah like nine days out of ten yeah mm-hmm. Aww.
0: nor an ironer nor an iron.
1: <laughs> yeah but we're not here to talk about the weather as much as it would probably be a much easier conversation
0: it would be a much e- much easier conversation i mean Yes, it would be easier. I was going to say it would not be less annoying, less rage-inducing, but weather can also be kind of rage-inducing occasionally. But um, this time we're talking again because we're in the month of um, our Sexual Assault Awareness Month. We are talking about the tough stuff again. And this week we chose to deal with a documentary that can be found on Netflix at least in Northern Ireland and in the German Netflix section because we both had access to it. So I assume that other countries will have it available there too. Let's be honest, if it's available in our countries, it's probably available everywhere. I know it was somewhere else in the U.S. when it initially came out because that's why I couldn't watch it for so Mm -hmm. long. But now it's on Netflix even, so easier access if you have the streaming platform. We don't have an affiliate affiliate link (laughs) unfortunately. Well, that's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, we're going to talk about surviving R Kelly. Yep. It's um so please be warned right from the beginning that this is a talk about everything sexual assault, pedophilia, domestic abuse. So, um if you are a survivor of that, then please stop this podcast now and take care of yourself and come back another time for a happier episode. Um self-care is always always more important than stupid podcast let's just say that (laughs) i mean we're not stupid we're great but um uh not for this yeah self-care is very important look after your heart's friends yeah yeah so
1: i don't even know how to start can we just start and say like r kelly is an absolute fucking trash bag asshole and that's putting it politely
0: uh i don't even i don't even have words for this like I, i This entire, it, so the, the show is on Netflix, it has six episodes, every episode is about an hour long, like 45 minutes to an hour, and it was actually filmed while everything was still going on, so that's that's something that will need to be prefaced. At the moment, R. Kelly is in jail, there hasn't been a trial, a second one. Um, but this entire documentary was filmed while he was still out there doing the things he was doing, right? So that's just just mind blowing when you watch it and you're like, and, and I was, I didn't know when I watched all these episodes. I was like, is he in prison now? I don't know. Is it? But he wasn't when they were filming it because you could see various things when when they were going on. And so they start basically telling his story in the very beginning about his history and what he lived through and how he became that icon in a way that that he that he then was you were more in the us area of like were you around no were you already over here because for me like i can't say that he was that incredibly huge over here like what i saw from the video what i saw from the documentary like people knew his song right like and a few of them and when you when i watched it i like i knew the songs but it was not ever that there was such a huge hype around him around here he was like one of the yeah people played his song but that was that was it not like the backstreet boys who everybody just lost their shit over um so About his popularity, kind of surprised me in a way, like how popular he actually was in in the U.S. and I suppose in the R&B scene that he kind of seemed to have shaped in a very fundamental way somehow.
1: Yeah, I mean to be perfectly honest, like I don't remember hearing too much about him. Like I was in the states um, when I believe "I Can Fly" came out, like with the, Mm -hmm. the Space Jam song, and obviously like that was really iconic and. Um, Like, that was a big deal, but it wasn't until I kind of got into rap, probably in my university years, that I actually started knowing more of his songs, Um, Mm -hmm. and, like, I probably because of that, like, I never really heard what a trash piece piece of shit rumors were about him, Um, like, because there there was a lot that was out and rumored in, like, the 90s, the early 2000s, the later 2000s like you know uh, people were talking like there the it wasn't like all of this has come out of nowhere there was some kind of
0: talk and but... not just like in a three year a few years it's like been going on for a good two twenty 20 years and more like and people have been aware of this in one way or the other for 20 years or more and that's just something that blew my head off because what the fuck right
1: like in one of the episodes of the documentary i don't remember which one it was but it was like talking about how yes some of these rumors that come up and and yes he had been kind of you know named for like pedophilia and sexual assault but he was making the record company so much money that you know who
0: cares let's just turn a blind eye and let him keep doing that Do you know, I mean, I know, is Aaliyah, so one of the first things that why he became so, I mean, there were a few stages of this entire thing, so, and one of the first things was that he had this relationship and this connected, like this, this, he was a producer or the mentor of Aaliyah, and who also became quite popular at the time, and people rumored that that they were in a relationship together and they never really answered the question or negated the question. They were always, like, super vague about it and and then they never said, like, no, we're not in a relationship. But they also never agreed that they were. And at some point, it came to a, a wedding that then got annulled because they always lied about how old Aaliyah actually is. So she was, like, underage at the time already when when she and and r kelly were entangled in one way like in whatever way they were entangled in yeah and it's really
1: important to note here that um this was all happening when Aaliyah was like 12 13 14 15 years old like she was a child and r kelly is um 12 years older than her so he was well into his 20s when he was as they say in the documentary over and over messing with Aaliyah and mm. um you know they it it they definitely were having sex and he was being very inappropriate with a child and then when he got her pregnant um they decided
0: that they would get married and she was he slowly started to create this he's he slowly the more popular he became which happened co- kind of rapid well not rapidly but he was always very into music he was also um uh, abused as a as a as a child um, but he was very into music he he kind of knew was super shy like super insecure super shy got bullied got 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 uh, got abused and um then found his way to music even more and somebody mentored him and saw his potential and how good he was. And then that got his entire, uh, I lost the word here, just won't come back. Um, (laughs) His entire career, that's where it was, started from there basically. And that's when he became more and more and more and more popular, The the more popular he became the more money he clearly got because he was seen as this one of a kind super talented person uh, like reinventing r&b in a way or or bringing it back or, or like people just seemed to idolize him in a way that like other people like like other people in the industry and just he was producing for the biggest names then he was producing for uh Michael Jackson for for Janet Jackson for all the people that you would just think of when you um think about the industry he was writing songs for them as well so he was had really a big influence in that way too and slowly at the same time he started to create this group of girls because it's wrong when i would call them women because they were girls when he met them they were most of them were not not of age at the time and they were those Hardcore fans, they were seeing him and he saw them in the audience and he just passed the phone number over and then started to create this This group of girls who he just used for whatever he kind of wanted him to Wanted to use them for and whatever whatever felt whatever he needed in a way and I mean Even calling it that it feels just super ridiculous.
1: It drives me Like, I can't believe that they actually call him the Pied Piper of R&B. Like, they... He called him that himself? He himself called him that. Yes, he did. And, like, it's listed as something, like, his other name on Wikipedia is Pied Piper. Because he was literally, like, with his vocals and his magnetism and whatever fuck else you want to talk about with him. Like, he attracted so much fan fandom adoration that like he could do no wrong like he was just leading young girls into into this cesspool of sex and
0: who knows what else was going on sex and shame and abuse and pain and torture and shit um Gemma says he formed an underage groupie harem it was gross Mm -hmm. I wasn't even sure if harem was the right word to use there when when I was thinking about it but they were not there on their own I mean not really there on their own accords and what what they a lot of them had in common was that they were all upcoming singers or dancers and and they were all he always promised them in a way to further their career so that was his super way in into 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 the entire situation they were all super passionate about they were wanted to be doing and then also it was oh my god it was r kelly and he's offering whatever to me so he was um super manipulator and just once he had them in his web basically there was no way out for them anymore and he just started to spin them in into what he wanted them to be which is basically there's his sex dolls to do whatever he wants to do to do whatever he wants to do with whoever he wants to do it with whether or not they wanted to or not and kept going and like he kept houses where all these girls had their own rooms where they didn't even properly see each other at points there was almost no con- depending on how you how well you behaved or whatever you might have had contact with people or not but and it all became like super 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 abusive or everything ridiculously sexual and also highly manipulative like like people to a degree where they even gave interviews the longer this went on. And when people started to accuse him of all the things, some of them even gave interviews at some point. So like to a degree that he was, he manipulated them so much as well that some of them had such a hard time to, to get out of that. Even when they had help from, from their own parents, like he cut off all contact of the girl, all, all the girls contacts to their families and in masses in masses and there are already so many in this documentary and you don't even know like i don't even how many there are still out there that weren't part of this documentary you can't even imagine and mm-hmm. i imagine that there're still like so many more that have gone through the same shit as the ones that we saw in the documentary and there were already a lot mm-hmm.
1: yeah um there was so many in in the documentary and like I remember like one part that really stood out for me was one of the girls talking about how she had got like a cell phone number of another girl that was in the house and they kept trying to arrange to meet up. And anytime like they would say like, okay, we're going to go to this bathroom and this wing and I'll meet you there. And like, for some reason they would never actually, they, they couldn't seem to meet up. And it just blows my mind how these girls are in a house and they have like no concept for like... I don't, I don't know, like, fifth dimension, like, alternate dimension. Like, how could they mm. just never see somebody else in that house that they're mm. talking to you on a phone, and they're just like, I don't know where she is.
0: Like, how big mm. is this house? I mean, I assume it's ha- the house is still pretty big, but the fact that there was still the... They couldn't, they just couldn't meet each other is just also wild. It's just so wild to what lengths everybody there was going through for this to to avoid contact with each with the people in the house with each other
1: mm-hmm. yeah and one of the the one of the girls that gave an interview um as you were saying like she was on the interview saying like um no everything's fine we're not here against our will i want to be here blah blah blah, blah. you know classic what um manipulative man- manipulated people say like you know when they genuinely believe that this is what they believe that this is yep. what they think of course they're gonna going to say shit like that um but she ended up being like a trainer was that what the, what they called her like the uh, the trainer like she would train the new girls into how r kelly liked to have his girls
0: i i wasn't 100 percent sure if that was the same one but it I was because they said was... the same name Okay. It was definitely one, the one who was in there the longest, like mm-hmm. the one who wasn't out by the end of the, like out of the uh, of the system, let's call it that, by the end of the documentary. I Googled her later just to see um, mm-hmm. when I was looking up whether or not like he's in jail or not. I also Googled their name, like the last few that, that were still there and googled their names and to see what was going on there. Um, but yeah, they were still there to the very end. And, I mean, you say, yes, they're manipulated, but they're also threatened to the degree mm-hmm. that... And other people, other girls who came... Um, who talked in the documentary, they also said that they threatened them, their lives, and they threatened their parents' lives. So it's a combination of being manipulated in the way of a, I Of course, I, I want to be here. That's my free will, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the threats that, that it comes with. He didn't only... They had. They weren't allowed to eat when he didn't allow them to. So they were. The girls went for three days. Sometimes maybe more. I don't know. But th- about three days. Some. Some. Some of them were. To- were. Were talking about three days going without food. They had to pee in cups in corners and whatever. So he was deciding everything that they were doing. So super. Super controlling about everything. They had to call him daddy. They had to do whatever it is they want to do, and it's sh- what he wanted to do and in a to a degree which is like hardcore human trafficking too like it's not like it's this must have been and this is not something and this is the thing that like annoyed me the absolute fucking most about this entire situation this is like was a it was a size of an actual company, like it must have been a company. He had too much to do to do this shit on his own, right? Mm-hmm. Like there must have been people who knew everything and participated in everything because otherwise how can this work this must have worked like clockwork right how can they not meet in us in when they are living in the same house okay let the house be super fucking big but how is this possible that they cannot meet right so that means like each of those girls must have had somebody who takes care that they are not seeing each other it can't just be one guy outside running around in the halls not seeing them and it's Un fucking believable how so many people and I assume there are so many people that are involved just don't ever think that this is problematic. And also at the same time it was going the first he had a trial. A first actual trial because of a and that's like that's and that's where it starts to get like super fucked up, right? So he was doing this since he basically became kind of famous. So he has his, his entire network of of, of of people and of things and of girls that he's bringing into his hotel room and he's flying them around the country wherever he wants them to be and whatever. And he's also so stupid or I don't think... It might, I mean, all the, a lot of abusers film whatever it is that they're doing, so... Uh, at some point and he was also filming all the sexual interactions he had with the people right and one of these videos came out and in this video there is a girl who is 14 at the time and this video leaked because of one of the one of the other girls that was with he was that was part of this entire situation and because she wanted to protect herself he got she got like this video and gave it to somebody else because she didn't want to have it So this video came out and leaked worldwide, leaked on the internet. People were multiplying this video. You could buy this video like you used to do back in the days, like, you know, rip it, burn it and sell it. People bought this shit. Number one, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then people bought this and then there was a trial and people watched this video in the trial. And that was, it's the video happened in what, 2000 or so? Or ninety nine, 2000 The trial happened 2010. So 10 years after that. And then he, people saw him in the video. The jury saw him in the video. They saw the girl in the video. Unfortunately the parents and the girls themselves. They said it wasn't her. He said it wasn't him. But people saw him there right. And because of that he didn't get he didn't he 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 what, what is not guilty was the verdict not guilty verdict
1: Well, and also because there was nobody charging the prosecution like there was nobody like the, like you say the girl and her family didn't want to push it they didn't want to press charges so like it just got thrown out because there was nobody there to prosecute <sighs> and it's so just incredible how how this can happen and i mean like in this video there's all these men that worked for r kelly and they're like we had no idea this was going on and i'm like are you how how in the hell did you not have an idea that this was going on when there was like a revolving door of young girls and he was giving out his phone number to young girls and he had like bedrooms in his studio where he would have sex with the girls at his studio while he was recording like how Can you claim that you had no idea what is going on? I call fucking bullshit on it because absolutely there's no, there's zero way. There's zero possibilities that that you didn't know what was going on. So get your fucking lies out of your mouth.
0: Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, word, honestly. It's just and no words, honestly. No words. I just, so he got out of all that trial situation bullshit and then it gets even... It is already wild enough as it is, right? Like, he was doing all this bullshit. Nobody was putting him anywhere. People were still pushing him. Put he was While he was already up for this fucking first trial, he was singing with a U.S. flag, wearing the U.S. flag in some very important venue. I don't remember because i just... It was too mind-blown at the time. Was so, it the so, Olympics? Oh, yeah, something like that. And... He's all doing all that. And I'm like, but because he was bringing in the money that he was bringing in, nobody fucking gave a shit, right? Because he was bringing the radio studios money. He was bringing the company money, like the, the label or whatever. And he was just making money left, right and center. And people and, and, and his fans, they were all like, this is all not wrong. This is this is all not true. This is all wrong. And <sighs> all of, all of that kept going on. So he had this trial and during this trial there were also these super hyper groupie fans who were standing at the trial be like we love you R Kelly and whatever and there was also in the in the documentary one there was 14 at the time and R Kelly started to to connect with her as well she was at the fucking trial where he was <sighs> And on because... trial for child
1: abuse child pornography pedophilia and she's like oh yeah i want some of that and i'm like
0: <sighs> Gemma says there has uh, there have always been these types of sacrifices for capitalism though we have always as a society been willing to risk the lives and well-being of people in order to make money it, yeah it boils mm-hmm. my blood oh <sighs> yes it is so it... unfucking believable go ahead sorry no you go it's okay
1: okay um it is it's unbelievable and how it kept it went on for so long and really it was only 2015 that a few parents kind of got together and were like you know what our children are missing our girls are missing they've been missing we we don't have contact with our with our children we try to call them on the number that that we have for them and like it just it's been disconnected or it just rings off or whatever like they have no contact with their daughters and a few parents kind of got together to push forward i guess when this documentary all started Mm -hmm. um to you know find their daughters and reconnect with them and pull them out of this sex ring harem bullshit
0: yeah i mean they haven't seen them he started to he he was the thing is what is like also so mind blowing to me he kept getting older and older and older right like he was already that was already super inappropriate when he first started out with this bullshit right when he was like quick short above 10 the the 20 like 25 whatever and they were 14 but the girls stayed the same age and he just got older and older and older but the girls just kept being the same fucking age. And so he got them into his web when they were around that age, 14, 15, 16, 17. And then they stayed there for for years. So parents haven't seen some of their kids for three years and tried to really when they got a the lead of where they are because they obviously had no contact at all anymore. So then a few of them Um, tried to get them back also as part of the documentary as you said and fuck me yeah there there was one one mother and, and
1: her daughter featured in the documentary in particular which was really heartbreaking um because they described the daughter the the girl as a bit of a tomboy and they like it it turns out that like they kind of Altered her appearance, like cut her hair really short, made her wear like baggy clothes, and to kind of, um, like to look like a boy. And, um, she would kind of play a role of a boy in in sex with with R. Kelly, with R. Kelly and somebody else, and, um, like she just started to live live the life of of, of a young boy. And, um, they this mother got a lead on her daughter that, um, she was in I can't remember where it was, um. California somewhere somewhere in a hotel I don't know um and she flew out with the documentary because this it had all come to light because of the documentary and um the mom went to the hotel and like knocked on her daughter's door and the daughter was like I can't leave I can't leave um you just need to go you just need to go um and it was Los Angeles dubs yeah I thought it was California somewhere I think yeah it could be um and but then the daughter called Uh, Called down to the front desk after her mom left, and um, said that she would leave with her mom if she came back at six o'clock that evening. So when her mom came back, the hotel uh, tried, like, told her that she was that they were going to call the cops on her because um, apparently the daughter um, called the front desk and said, like, that's that that woman that was here. That's not my mother. That's not my mother. Um, Arrest her. She's trying to take me away. And. So like she tried, she was there to rescue her daughter and like she got told that she was going to be arrested unless she left right now. But she went back out to the car with like everybody in the documentary filming all of this and called her daughter on the number that she had for. And um, anyways, it turns out like it wasn't even her daughter that called. So like the, the girl is being watched at this hotel, saw that like they saw that she was trying to be rescued from this sex cult and sex cult that's what they call it right a sex Mm -hmm. cult um and they tried to stop it like i don't know who it was nobody knows probably exactly who it was but they like she was tried it was tried to stop like she was tried this whole like it's just it's so fucked up like i can't even wrap my head around it and so long story short (laughs) not possible it's me um, the daughter the daughter did leave but then three days later she went back to to the R Kelly sex cult and like I know it's 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 um easier to say you'll leave than to actually leave and like it, it's it's difficult to leave a situation that you're so like
0: ingrained farmed trained, manipulated threatened to be in. I mean he spent years years not only telling her making her believe that he was the only thing that she needed in his life right and even if he treated her like absolute bullshit that he is all she has right so she has no contact to absolutely anyone maybe a few girls in the house but they are probably not not they all in the same situation so they're all equally um Addicted to being around him, and not addicted in a way of is so great it gives me such euphoria. But the because I once again can't think of the word dependent. No, um, but he all the, those words are fairly accurate for what's going on. The the and Gemma says that the effects and impacts of grooming are incredibly deep and continuing. So yeah, even if she. Even if her mother told her that, that she's loving her and and she she just needs to come home and she you heard her say when they were leaving this was the hardest decision I ever had to make so it the the and it's combined with this constant brainwashing of he's the only thing that 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 in his in her life he's all that she needs she she needs to do everything he wants to do and it's just. To a degree, because he's like a professional in this, he knew exactly what he was doing. And even if you see it all, the other things that are connected to that how how he exactly knows how he needs to portray himself, how he he's like super sexual on the one hand and then the super um, idealistic and super creative kind of human being that people just look up to. And he puts himself on an equal, his songs are played in church, right? So people think like, oh, he's one of the holy ones or whatever, and then uses all this. and they analyzed it. Whoops. Sorry. They analyzed it so well. Also in the documentary, how is it, it is often also part of music and pop culture and how to actually go about it. So you can either be, super over extra sexual so you you're this drama person and everybody's shocked by what they're doing but, and that's why you don't look behind the scenes, because you already had that shock value or you're that iconic pe- person, that, that that inspirational person that everybody kind of looks up to. And he played with both of that already in his real life. So you can only imagine, I mean, in his real life, but in his in his career. So you can only imagine what he has been doing with all the girls behind the scenes. Um when nobody was watching, like, when when he could do whatever he wanted to do without any filter or whatever kind of thing that that the public demanded of of, of his behavior. Yeah, and, like, it's everything
1: that you said as well, and these girls were dependent on him for everything, but also he was promising them music or dance or fame, fortune, something um, something in the entertainment industry. So it's almost like, I mean, I can't speak for them, but from my perspective i'm like it's like they couldn't go against him because if they did then they would be dashing their hopes for for mm. fame for mm. for entertainment success and like that's that's gross number one and it's also a, a incredibly it's abuse of power that's what that's it is exactly the phrase yeah. that my brain was not thinking and i was like damn it that's it it's yeah, yeah it's absolute abuse of power yeah yeah an abusive authority um that he had and like it's it's just really heartbreaking um to think and and that it went on for so long before anything was done like he started this in the early 90s and he was arrested in 2019 <laughs> and
0: like yeah how many how
1: many girls and He's
0: still waiting for trial now though the trial yeah. the, like the second trial hasn't happened yet so he's He's incarcerated now, but not not. Um, there is has no has no. There hasn't been a second trial about this. And Deb says uh, how I would pre- uh, pretty much write songs about what he was doing, and the music world just totally turned a blind eye to all of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, one hundred percent.
1: And what I think, I, think,
0: I think, go ahead.
1: I think um, you know there 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 probably was a point where it was like how much of this is creative liberty and how much of this is like actually him because sure like for I, I think it was when we were speaking about marilyn manson it was like oh well how much is this of this is just like a persona that he puts on and he's not actually that 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 much of a jackass and it's like okay well turn that around to r kelly how, how much of this was about like the abuse of power that he had mm-hmm. and um like sex and underage sex and everything like how much of that is just uh, a, a sexualized persona. Like, if you if you weren't, like, in the know, you wouldn't know. So, like, it was just a song. It was a catchy club beat.
0: I think what's really important to add to all of this is the fact of racism. Because they mentioned it also so often. If these girls would have all been white girls, then things would have happened. Like, yeah. things would have happened much sooner. He would have been convicted much sooner. Things would have... Um, come out sooner probably as well, but because of everything that black girls go through, like being over sexualized way too early by everyone in the world and and being and Gemma says and if he had been a white man he would never have gone to trial, let's be real. Yes probably that too. Mm-hmm. So the combination of all of that and In the end, it wasn't even like he had that trial that kind of failed because he wasn't convicted in that anyway. So he was out and about doing his thing, doing his shit. Then slowly and steadily people started the longer this went on. And I mean, he's been in the industry for like, what, 25, 30 years at the time, something like that, 20, whatever, a very long long time time already. So gradually all his songs weren't as big of a hit anymore as they were 15 years ago. So suddenly it was walk, it was also the way of he wasn't bringing in that much money anymore, right? And when that happened, equally at the same time, more spe- people started to speak up, right? So the money and the power balance went a bit down because he wasn't bringing them any much any enough money anymore. So now they can like more people can speak out about what a dickhead he actually is, and then it only once again came to the power of black women who went out and who protested and who created a movement that was that they called Mute R. Kelly to make sure that he wasn't playing any concerts anymore in cities they were living in, that he wasn't played on the radio anymore. So it was once again not because Society and and people in power decided this is a good idea to make a sense. Now, no, it's once again because black women are fighting the fight for absolutely everyone and themselves, but for every for for everyone at the same time because nobody else is fucking listening because of fucking racism. Yeah.
1: <sighs> um. But then, like, even even at that, even at at this, there's still people that are showing up to his concerts, like. Beside the mute R. Kelly um, protest, there's there's people there. Uh, one woman in particular who was who featured on the documentary and was like, uh, "I'm here for his music. I'm not here for any of that other stuff." And it's like you can't you can't willfully choose to ignore the fact that the man you are going to see is a pedophile who is uh, like. under trial or has been going through trial for child abuse and child pornography you cannot separate them if you're going to be there you're giving a man money you're supporting him and you are saying like i condone your actions you can't have one and ignore the other they come hand in hand Mm. and like that is part of the problem is that we choose to say like oh well his music's really good so you know
0: the the child porn's not bad a lot of other mu- other musicians make great music, and they're not absolute fucking the last piece of shit on this earth. And even that's nice for a piece of shit because there is no words for how gross and horrible and pathetic and 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 absolutely evil that bullshit is that this wanker pulled off. Honestly, sorry about that. No, um, no need. And yeah. Jam also said, "Fuck yes to the power of Black women organizing. That has changed our world over and over. Yes, it's yeah. always it's always Black women, isn't it? It's the Black women in Stonewall that the I forgot her name. No, I'm an asshole. Uh, black trans woman who started the entire movement. It's the Black uh, women who fought to get women's rights in the first place. Until so so, it's always Black women who fight for, and we just keep not." I don't know, giving them credit or, or giving them the rights. Thank you very much, Mar- Marsha P. Johnson. Giving them the rights they deserve and fuck fucking fuck racism, honestly. Yeah, honest, <sighs> honestly. And uh, it angers me as well that like,
1: yes, black women started this movement, but it only started to have serious visibility and momentum when Harvey Weinstein went to trial and like the whole Me Too movement came and it was like with white celebrities that like this this it all kind of came up at the same time. It was like, oh, it's not just him, it's also R. Kelly and we've been talking about this for a while. And it yeah. just I'm like, okay, but I'm glad that that brought more visibility to this and like is actually helping to have something done for this, but like people, black women have been shouting about this for three fucking decades, you mm-hmm. know? Like there, this has been an ongoing problem for three fucking decades.
0: But now that Jane Fonda tweets about it is uh, relevant yeah but also like jane fonda is a queen so i know i know it's not nothing personally (laughs) against jane fonda obviously she's great but but it it needs the support of white women and Mm -hmm. white people and men apparently um so to to that people listen to what black people black women have been saying for ages (sighs) so So r kelly is now in jail (laughs) he's not convicted yet which is like even more upsetting like how long Do people want to push that? Like, ugh, just can't. But at least he's out of the way and not able to continue what he was doing like the 10 years before when he was actually still out there doing all this shit while he was in trial and, and in court for the exact same shit that he was then continuing. He was continuing to get more and more girls into his fucking sex cult situation. Even when he was on trial for the same shit. What the fuck? So I'm glad he's out of the way. He can't do that anymore. And what is the biggest bullshit of this all? Like, you can't even imagine, like, that a person can be so fucked up in their head. But I suppose there are way more out there than him. That is the most terrifying thing of all. Is that he wrote a 19 minute song in the end where he sings about all of this and says, I admit, I admit, I admit. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. But
1: was it it was one of the one of the women in the documentary then said like he it was nineteen minutes of saying, I admit it I did it, but like he actually didn't say anything in the whole nineteen minutes.
0: <sighs> yeah. I mean the first few chapters where he was like, Yeah, I was and he was not apologetic, but he was like, he was he likes young girls, so what's the problem with that? And something along those lines like it failed admitting in a way of yes that's all what I'm doing but not remorseful in any way.
1: Yeah.
0: Because why he's also writing a 19 minute song about shit like this about the torture and the pain and the
1: <sighs> but you know is it fact or is it creative liberty?
0: I don't think it's like
1: I'm, I I obviously don't think it's that but
0: I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a words of affirmation person as we obviously all know. But for me, at the same time, I'm always thinking: when somebody says something, it comes from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like when people say some things in anger, for example, I'm like, "Yeah, you said that in a in a moment when you were angry, but it wouldn't co- it wouldn't have come out if it wouldn't have been there, you know." So, and I get it that not everybody like that. All the rap songs are all like super hardcore and brutal and and all that, and that doesn't necessarily mean that whoever sings them is doing all that that or is or, or is experiencing this but how far can you detach yourself from the from, from the content you create that is a mm-hmm. whole different question <laughs> and totally not related but yeah if you want to get super fucking angry at society at people at racism at power structures at people who mer- who make money at capitalism watch the documentary <laughs> Mm 6 episodes. It's gonna make you so fucking mad. (sighs) And then tell us
1: how much you hate R. Kelly and society and everything that Monica just said. This is fucking
0: ridiculous. Honestly. (sighs) But I'm really glad that a lot of the, like, this is hopefully, at least with him over now, I feel he can't be the only one who gets persecuted here. That Mm -hmm. is something that it will bother me for a good while, that all these people who helped him with that, they barely can't even put him behind bars. I mean they 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 took them twenty years to convict him and now he's not even convicted. He's just like waiting in jail for trial, right? So that's not even so so though all the people who helped him, all the people who 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 participated in that Machinery in that clockwork-like structure of bringing in more girls and 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 making sure all of that is just going on the way it is going on. What about all of them? What about them? I would want to go with a comb through all of them, and they all need to be convicted in one way or the other. Because if it wouldn't have been for them. Fucking hell, this wouldn't have been that easy and that possible. He just like drops phone numbers to girls, and they just. this is like an automatic funnel. It's like what you want when you work. It mm-hmm. just worked like that, simple and smooth. Yeah. Ugh. They all need to be held accountable, but apparently that's not something that's going to happen for us anytime soon. No. <sighs> oh,
1: it's just the whole situation is so gross and it. Uh, just leave such a horrible feeling in your body, and like talking about it, and knowing that something like this went on there, and also goes on in so many other places in the world.
0: Like it's, it's it's gross. Like that is that that is the word for it. It's 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 mm. gross. How can we do better? Um, Tom says it's why I'm disgusted with the royal family in the UK. They're covering up the whole Prince Andrew scandal and his connections to Jeffrey Epstein. Too yeah, mm-hmm. same thing. <laughs> deb says jeffrey epstein is another fuckhole <laughs> not wrong uh.
1: not wrong oh, that'll dear. be a whole
0: other episode i don't know enough about this
1: honestly me neither maybe they'll come out with a documentary and we can review it yeah we can do it. so this um this was our review for surviving r kelly
0: and but i still feel even though it made us made us so freaking angry watch it because mm-hmm. that's what you, we need, you need to know. We need to know this shit because we need to call shit out sooner. We need yeah. to not wait forever and ages and ages. Same thing with Michael Jackson, probably too. I haven't watched this documentary, but same fucking shit, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we need to, I don't know, be more aware of things that are happening in this world and not just like be comfortable and and have everything great and and sit there and be like life is fine and everybody's nice i feel i call myself out right now (laughs) um um because things like that can't be happening and they are happening and they're not just happening in the in the size of whatever uh, our kelly was doing it with There are like it starts with smaller things too and they're all not okay and courage we need more fucking courage courage and kindness as well <sighs> kindness to help people
1: who might not be able to help themselves and courage to speak up mm. when
0: and believe the victims yeah. yeah believe and educate somebody... yourself yeah and believe it when somebody tells you that they are going through shit like this because absolutely fucking no one ever got popular or famous or rich or whatever because they falsely accused someone mm mm-hmm. This is not an actual business model that is working.
1: Okay. Um, next week, we're going to have a lighter episode
0: for you, probably. Is it lighter? I I, I don't know. We haven't recorded it yet, so maybe. <laughs> but next week, we're going to start the podcast uh, sometime in the early afternoon because we have a guest. So we're super excited about that. That's next week. Mm-hmm. But Um, I was just finishing this episode by saying, like, next, like, the the one that we're actually putting out in the recording. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, that's all different. (laughs) Yeah. It's probably going to be a nice episode. That is true. The one that you're listening to. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being angry. Um,
1: Speak up, speak out, and see you next week for another amazing episode of keep caring. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Key Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Key Caring and over on KeyCaring.com.